0: on the next episode of think next episode of Extra Points. <laughs> I just forgot the name of my own podcast. <laughs>
1: What's
0: up guys? Welcome to Extra Points with me, Mariah Guzman, your host, the one and only as usual. <laughs> i am here with patrick catazone my good friend my previous co-worker um we also have experience on the podcast to get a, a podcast together um so this is definitely nothing new for us what's up patrick welcome
1: not much we've had some pod experience together for sure <laughs> i know right <laughs> spent some spent some couple episodes talking
0: <laughs> just a couple <laughs> nothing new for us um So I feel like this is probably the best night to save the podcast for because we got Illinois um, or honestly the entirety of the Big Ten basketball schedule. So that's really exciting. Um, As I've stated before on the podcast, this is going to be a mix of football and basketball, especially once basketball starts rolling in, just because, I mean, there's so much to talk about. And this is going to be a huge Big Ten season season. So I guess we'll just continue to roll. And we'll just start off with basketball. I usually start off with football, but it's fine. We'll just switch it up. So the Big Ten released the 20-game men's basketball schedule that basically also completed Illinois' 27-game schedule, right? For 2020,
1: 2021? Yep,
0: yep. So they'll play – well, Illinois will open up the Big Ten on December 15th against minnesota which will be exciting and there are a course of favorites there so what are you kind of happy to see in the schedule and what are you like well let's go with what you're happy with and then we'll talk about a bummer
1: okay what i'm happy with uh two indiana games to kind of crack off the big 10 yeah uh, season that's actually exciting i i like that we get indiana at home first december 26th and then february 2nd um we get indiana after that and What I also like to is a pretty solid break, almost a month, half a month um, between um, December 26th and January 10th when they are not playing um, uh, conference games. I kind of like that for the Illini when when you kind of look at the non-conference schedule. Obviously, um, you have cupcakes, then you go hard, and then obviously you hit Minnesota and then Indiana. And if things aren't going great at that point, you get a little bit of a break there. Um, Maryland next, which shouldn't be too difficult this year and then Penn state. So that, that is a nice look for the Illini. Um, I was actually a little bit more upset about this schedule than I was happy per se, but oh. um, I was happy that it came out today. We'll, we'll say that. Yeah.
0: Happy that it came out today, especially since technically the first game that they play is going to be next Wednesday. Um, so that'll be against uh, North Carolina AT, which will be exciting. I know plenty of media are already trying to get in and get their credentials and try to get in and see those games um hopefully media is allowed for most of them um but I guess so so I'll start off with the bummer then since I let you start off with the exciting I guess or the one good part of the basketball schedule so I guess the one bummer is for me and I feel like it might be pretty obvious is Illinois and Iowa you know one of like The best and biggest rivalries in the Big Ten, but they only play once this season after having two really great, heated, hard-hitting matchups last season, which were definitely something that a lot of people look forward to seeing. So, I don't know, maybe maybe they didn't play twice this season because they didn't deem it necessary because they know that both of these teams probably are going to go into the big 10 tournament. They're just going to see each other again. Maybe. I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's that's, that's the disappointing thing. I, this Illinois got the cupcake treatment this year. They really yeah. did. Um, and that sucks because any other year um, take a John gross year. i love the schedule. Um, even last year, I feel like we, we probably would have added four more wins um, based off this schedule, but um, you know, the front end of the big 10 just really doesn't seem to appear on our conference schedule. We only get Michigan state once, um, Iowa, once we are lucky enough to get Wisconsin twice. Um, but other than that, Michigan once, like it's, it's kind of a bummer. Um, you kind of get the bottom and Rutgers only Rutgers once too. Um, I really like that away game though, that, that will be exciting. So that that's fortunate, but, um, I, I gotta say, like it there's just not a lot in the schedule that I'm like, wow, this this'll be difficult. Iowa twice and um and trying to get Michigan State twice or Michigan twice. But um instead you end up with um Maryland um just once, um Nebraska twice, um Northwestern twice. Like <laughs> on, on any other year, it's it's nice to beat up on Northwestern twice, but this year right. <laughs> I'm actually confident in <laughs> Illinois winning. So um it, it's kind of a bummer too
0: yeah I think the yeah I think I agree that it was the hard part was seeing the cupcake teams and especially with this Illinois team that we know is going to be one of the best teams since that 0405 team so I think that was kind of hard to see and like not that I don't think that anybody's like not looking forward to this season or any of parts of the schedule, but I just think that it's, it's a lot less of that like excitement and, Oh my God, I can't wait. I mean, I guess we'll get that excitement. Like when we see them against Baylor and Duke, which are going to be exciting games, of course, but that's very different than like what we're looking at. Um, and I, I guess like the overarching good of the big 10, uh, the big 10s basketball plan as a whole is that they left a lot of gaps for if games are canceled, if games are postponed, if this or that happens, which I don't know, maybe that was why it took so long to come out because everybody's like, okay, when the heck is the schedule going to come out? So, I mean, it looks like they have a pretty good plan as far as like time. I know you said like, you know, there's a month break that yeah, Illinois has or so there's some nice things like that, whereas I feel like Illinois, like big Ten football didn't have that time didn't have time to say okay well what happens here because now you look at teams who have canceled games and those are just canceled games and they're still like trying to figure out okay well what's the playoff situation going to look like now because how are you going to let a 6 and O team go ahead of an 8-0 and team you know so I think that we're a little bit more hopeful as far as like how spread out the basketball season is and I mean I'm hopeful this is a I've announced before it's a very biased Illinois pod no I'm just kidding it's slightly <laughs> yeah. biased I'm still gonna rip on Illinois if they mess up but oh yeah that's my that's my team
1: <laughs> yeah um, I like ripping on Illinois just as much as I like rooting on them for them yeah just throwing that out there <laughs> I
0: think that's a that's, um, that's a part of the fandom
1: <laughs> yeah it sure is and and back to your point there too um, and I want to correct myself. It's only like a, a week and a half break there, uh, there between go. Indiana, and Purdue. Um, and, um, back to your point though, um, they basketball is going to get the benefit of having a football season or whatever kind of football season, the big 10 truly ends up having, uh, because you know, they get the guinea pig kind of treatment a little bit. Um, football seems to be working out for the most part. We know now that it wasn't gonna be perfect and it wasn't Wisconsin, obviously being out for the last three weeks. Um, was a big deal for the Big Ten. But uh, w- when we look at, at the end of the day here, um, you you learn a lot from from football. Like, we learned how to test these players, how to keep them safe, that we can have, you know, a 60-man staff, basically, um, of players and staff out on, on the field and, and not be too worried about COVID. Yeah. You know, this this is a win, I feel like, for the Big Ten, Um, just because now going into basketball season, which obviously we know, you know, big 10 is a basket more, more, I don't want to say more, but at least Illinois is more of a basketball school. So, um, it'll look better. And and the big 10 looks better in basketball. I guess is what I meant to say. I mean, with, with as many top 10 teams that we have, um, it's extremely impressive and, uh, it'll be fun to see us beat, beat each other up a little bit.
0: Yep. (laughs) Um, So I guess that being said and kind of shifting the conversation over to football, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about every single game that's happening. Um, But I guess it kind of worked out in the way that I was looking at, because I had a question that came in, like, are there any upset specials going to happen this weekend? I don't necessarily know. And I'll I'll let you throw in your uh, potential upset. I don't, for me personally, I don't see a very clear upset. I see things that could possibly happen, but I think it worked out to where there were certain teams that are leading the East and the West that are playing each other that I just think that there might be chances for an upset. So did you have something to say?
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I I agree. Um, Upset alert has to be Indiana. I mean, The spread, I believe, was 20.5 points, Yes, um, which is ridiculous in in my opinion. I I think you have to take this Indiana team seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, What Tom Allen has done at Indiana is extremely impressive. And, you know, for the Illinois fans watching, that's that's how you run a defense. Um, He's completely turned around Indiana. Uh, Michael Penix in the last couple games has been unbelievable. Yeah,
0: insane that guy <laughs> uh,
1: throwing for 300 yards per uh, per game is ridiculous. And I think he has three touchdowns per game right now in those past three games. So um, he's, he's something that Ohio state's going to have to deal with. Uh, do I think Ohio state's going to win? Absolutely. I do. But yeah. do I think it's going to be extremely close for sure? I think it'll be within a touchdown um, in all likelihood. So, you know, and I'm surprised I'm surprised that Fox is having this at uh, at eleven o'clock. The noon start game. Um, this seems like a, a prime time game to me.
0: Yeah, I see. I was actually taken aback by that because I went to look back at the times because I feel like sometimes times are important when you're talking about a game because it can really not that it makes or breaks a game, but it can really tell you how valued some or whoever looks at it as. And I, I mean, I think Indiana can cover. I don't think that they're gonna lose. Like I don't, I don't really understand the spread. I wasn't here for it. And also, when I was looking at the schedule, one of the first articles that popped up was that Indiana's Tom Allen on the twenty-one point spread against Ohio State. "Quote: I don't care what anybody says about this stinking game." So clearly, Tom Allen doesn't care <laughs> about the spread or any negativity surrounding this game. I think, yeah. Ohio State is probably going to win, but if Indiana won, that would be pretty cool, and I think after that, people would take them seriously. So I think that that – don't. I'm not i I'm not going to call it as an upset, but I think that that's an upset potential game, something to watch for, or just a really good game to watch this weekend.
1: Yeah, and, and it, it'll be interesting for sure because that Indiana defense ranks fifth in defensive efficiency – Um, so that, like, like I said, that, that is a very great defense that Tom Allen has put together. Um, their offense breaks in in round 30, I want to say, um, and Ohio state rakes second. So, um, it's great defense, great against great offense. So it'll be, uh, it'll be really interesting.
0: Right. And then speaking of good defense, I hate to give a compliment. Um, but Northwestern against Wisconsin, Northwestern currently leads leads the Big Ten West, which kind of not a surprise there after the past good weeks that we've seen. But Wisconsin has had two canceled games, one against Nebraska and then one against Purdue. So Wisconsin's only 2-0, Northwestern is 4-0, and this kind of leads back into the earlier conversation of playoff situations and what, what are we going to see happen because some like those games aren't going to get rescheduled. They can't. There's no room for them. So... I mean, looking at this game, I, I don't I, – like, I don't see this as any kind of upset or any, like, beatdown necessarily. I mean, Northwestern beat the hell out of Maryland, and then, then they won, like, three close games. They have a very good defense. Um, so I think that where this will happen is, like, they're going to limit Wisconsin – um, and I think we're, okay. So like through four games, most points that Northwestern has allowed is 20 points against any opponent. So I think that tells you a lot about their defense. So when you look at Wisconsin, I don't think that like the 45 points they scored against Illinois or the 45 against Michigan is going to happen this game. I think Northwestern will hold them a little bit more. So I'm kind of, but I still don't, I mean, I see Wisconsin winning because they're Wisconsin and it's Northwestern, but this is not the same Northwestern team we saw last year, so I don't really know where I'm
1: at. Yeah, I, I mentioned um, defensive efficiency for Indiana, and if I do that, I, I have to mention it for both Wisconsin and Northwestern. Northwestern ranks second in defensive efficiency right behind Wisconsin, so obviously uh, you know, this is going to be a defensive battle. Um, and, and on the other side of the ball, both teams are doing equally as well. Northwestern at 52 Middle of the pack. That's what you need in, in the Big Ten. Um, but Wisconsin's at five. Obviously, Wisconsin has played two games, um, and one of those was a complete beatdown on Illinois, and the other one was a beatdown of Michigan. Both teams yeah. that we knew kind of in the beginning of the season, or at least Michigan, uh, maybe not so much, might be you know easier wins for Wisconsin. Um, but Wisconsin defense has not taken a step back probably know Northwestern obviously taking a large step forward. So um, if I had to say this game is going to come down to um, who can make the big plays on offense and, and try and burn a defense. Yeah. I have, with I have Wisconsin on in this game. I think Graham Mertz is just that good. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Um, which is like another thing about the offense when you look at it is like, it's hard because we've only seen Wisconsin through two games. Right. And Wisconsin showed us something entirely different than anybody expected in that first game. They used Mertz. Obviously, we knew that, but that was different. And they were so heavy on the pass. And then in the second game, they ran the ball more than they did relying on the pass. And that that second game was with Mertz back. So... I was kind of confused because I'm like, this, this isn't a team that's going to rely on one thing more than the other. They've got it both on lock. Um, whereas, like, I guess Northwestern is more of a passing team, and Peyton Ramsey is is a great quarterback as well. Not he's no Graham Mertz, but he's really great and works really well for Northwestern. So I think it's hard. I think this is a. I think this probably has to be one of the better matchups. I would say, like, less of a discrepancy as far as like numbers and offense and especially like when you're looking at the defense like you said they were literally neck and neck so I think mm, this might be my game this might be the game that I'm like this might be the I don't know do you think that this would be like a head-to-head game I don't know if I see the points like or anything like being super significant
1: Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't, I'm not sure. I'll probably, I'll say it in the twenties and I will say this too about uh, you mentioned the rushing game um, for Wisconsin. I think if you're a Wisconsin fan, you're extremely happy with that
0: because Nikia
1: Watson and Jalen Berger are are the future of, of running backs in Wisconsin, the sophomore and freshman um, lead the team um, in, in rushing yards. So it's, it's, it's extremely impressive. Berger has been a little bit better in terms of uh, uh, yard yards per rush. Um, than Nakia, but Nakia has gone um, most of the carries and done pretty well with them, so that's great for them, too, but I could see where you say that uh, Northwestern might pull the upset here.
0: Right. I don't want them to. Don't like that school. Don't like any part of anything that has to do with that, and I stated that in the last episode. Pretty sure I did in the episode before. Um, but you gotta admit when the numbers are there and the wins are there, and I mean, Coach Fitz is great, so can't hit on that. Um <laughs>
1: Ah, you can, and I do.
0: Fine, (laughs) fine. I'm a hater, so what?
1: Oh, Um, I'm a hater, too. I'm right there with you.
0: (laughs) God, I'm glad when I bring my friends on because, I mean, not that we always agree. I feel like me and you especially, like, have our discrepancies or our disagreements within, like, teams, which I love. Like, I love when people challenge me and people argue with me, but if we can hate on Northwestern together, that's all I need to get me through.
1: (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly it.
0: Okay. So I'm switching it up. I usually do, or in the last episode, I did a, like a segment where I did um, something where each person gave extra points that week to a team, a coach or a player but I think this week we're not gonna do that. We're gonna do something fun, something different. And Patrick and I were together a few days ago and we were talking about Friday Night Lights. So I thought, what would be better than talking about top fives from Friday Night Lights, top five characters. So I think that's what we're gonna do. I feel like the audience here knows a thing or two about Friday Night Lights. If you don't, you should definitely watch it. It's all over Hulu, and that can be your uh, winter break binge. So here we go, top fives. I'll start off and say the very obvious, very clear, maybe it's cliche, but I don't care, Tim Riggins. My man's Tim Riggins. (laughs) Oh, you didn't expect that. I'm surprised.
1: I'm surprised. I thought, well, I'll tell you, should I say my number one now?
0: Yeah, no, you can go ahead.
1: I thought you were going to say Matt Saracen. He's my number one.
0: No. I Okay. See, I have nothing against my man Saracen, right? But I think that, like, from the jump, Riggins always interested me because I was like, dang, this 15-year-old gets really drunk all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is true. He drinks 24-7, and it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. that's it, There's some parts of the show where I'm like, Mad, I'm not so sure about that but it is it is Texas still in yeah, Texas so.
0: I mean so in some like unrealistic I mean okay not unrealistic <laughs> these things definitely happen but they're always on the news Um, like Tim Riggins hooking up with a 30 uh, something year old like what is that like there were definitely that was some part, wild. like I you know I questioned and I, I was like why are they throwing like where's the storyline gonna fit in Um. But yeah, I feel like, especially as the seasons go on. So I think it's important to note too, we're already talking about this, but neither of us have finished Friday Night Lights. I'm on season no. four. I'm almost done with season four. You're on season three.
1: Two. I'm halfway through two. Two. Okay. I know. So, so a lot of it has to happen. But so
0: take take Patrick's favorites, a little uh weighted less than mine, okay?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. he, he hasn't seen it all yet. Um, and then I'll Still go halfway
1: through. You got some time.
0: I'll go number two. I feel like mine are basic, but at the same time, I don't really care. Um, number two is Coach Taylor for me.
1: <laughs> I have Tim Riggins at number two. I oh, okay. I do love Tim Riggins. Don't get me wrong. Right. Uh, he's a great character. He's extremely interesting, which is what's great about him. And I have Taylor later in my in my pick.
0: Okay. See, so yeah, I like that. I have Saracen later in my pick. Yeah. I don't know. Coach Taylor is just uh well i really like him as an actor i can't remember what his real name is but i've watched him in a few other things and so when i watched Friday night lights i was like holy crap it's the guy from this show and that show so i really enjoy him as an actor and honestly coach taylor is just he does not take any crap from anybody and he also stands up really well for his guys so i appreciate that in the coach. And he's just funny. I don't know. I like the way he talks. I like the little uh, twang in his voice. It's all, I mean, it's just like, he's a well-rounded character for me. Um, Okay. We'll go number three and I'll let you start this one.
1: I have Tammy at number three.
0: I love Tammy Taylor. I'm here for this pick.
1: (laughs) Yes. Tammy Taylor is the bomb. Um, She deserves the hype. She is a great, great wife to Coach Taylor, an even better social worker, guidance counselor. Um, love her for that. She's always trying to kind of – she's not, like, trying to help, which is what I kind of like. She's just kind of trying to guide them, which is yeah, spot on. I, I like Tammy a lot. She deserves more hype than, than she gets, so I thought I'd put her at number three.
0: Yeah, so I actually have her at my number four, which is interesting. My number three was Matt Saracen so I feel like Matt is always like Matt is like that sweetheart that not even through high school just like that one sweetheart kid that you would just never want to hurt his feelings or ever see him cry but somehow we probably see him cry more than any other character this season so got to give him props for that and I love him for that um I just like didn't appreciate the timidness at first, but that was a part of his character. I think he starts to grow after season one. He definitely
1: one, grows. Sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Season so, two, he's
1: very much more forward and, and, and saying challenges smash. So I, yeah. I, I like that about him.
0: And I also found it was weird that like with the show, th- this is, I have a few gripes with the show. Don't get me wrong. Like it's a great show, but I definitely have my issues. Um, I don't think I'm spoiling anything for you. But like, right off the bat, I know we had a previous conversation about this was like the Jason Street storyline was just so not annoying to me, but like, I didn't care. Why do I care about what happens to this guy when I don't even know him? You literally introduced him and this accident to me within the first 10 minutes of the episode. I know nothing about him. So why do I care about any of this other than the fact that the Panthers Season is at risk, and all the characters seem to care heavily about this guy. But like, why do yeah. I care? I had no alliance to Jason Street.
1: Yeah, I mean, you definitely feel bad for him, but I, I always felt like Jason Street's problems could have all been like solved if he just left Dylan. Yeah, I mean, To not <laughs> live in Dylan. He could have like restarted his life, which is clearly what he needed to do. um But it, I'm telling you, man, Dylan's a little bit cursed. These these characters. This town is just absolutely a ridiculous town. So, Definitely
0: one of those towns where like you need to get out of it um, to grow because there's so much more to yeah. uh, life than Texas football. For for some people, for some like Buddy Garrity, uh, that's that's their entire life. Uh, oh
1: yeah, um, Buddy Garrity. What a, what a character! I hate Buddy. <laughs> I really do. So He's my, the worst.
0: Who was uh my number four? Was Tammy right? What was your? Yeah, number I think four? you
1: said Tammy. Coach Taylor. Um, okay. Love Coach Taylor. He's a great coach. I I mean, we, we've talked about him a lot. Kyle Chandler, the actor, is, is really good. And, there we go. That's uh, yeah. Yeah, he's stern. You know, I, I like Coach Taylor.
0: Does I feel not- like I have a
1: sleeper pick for five. I, I don't think you're going to pick it.
0: Okay, see, so yeah, I'm conflicted. Because because I've watched four seasons. I'm almost done with four seasons now. I have seen people go and leave and stay and their character develop process a little bit. So I am going to give my number five to, I kind of like nervous to, I don't know why I'm nervous. Okay, Here, who I really want to give it to is Smash Williams. But season almost ending season four Mariah is going to give it to buddy Garrity. Surprisingly.
1: Wow. All right.
0: Yeah. Because he
1: he, is an interesting character.
0: Yeah. And I, and I don't want to give away too much, but his character development really improves and he really becomes even more likable. Um, I found him to be extremely annoying throughout the entire first season, even in season two, a little sketchy, not trustworthy, overall questionable man but i think now i am on the buddy garrity train um that's, that's good fan train um <laughs> but honorary mention i'll go smash williams because how can you not like smash
1: Anyways. he's in my honorable mentions for sure <laughs> okay so I, I love number smash uh number five is landry
0: oh oh okay that guy what is his... Do you know his real name?
1: Uh, Jesse Plemons, I'm pretty sure, is the actor. Yes,
0: Jesse is his first name, for sure, because yeah. I knew him from Breaking Bad.
1: Oh, yeah, and you hate him in Breaking Bad.
0: Yes, you absolutely <laughs> can't stand him. And then in this show, in Friday Night Lights, you love him. Like- He's
1: great. So- there are some similarities, like one similarity between his Breaking Bad character and his character in Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Um, in the uh i don't want to i don't want to ruin it for your fans but no uh, you can
0: ruin it The beginning of season two
1: when when he accidentally murders somebody um (laughs) but after that great guy
0: how do they they just randomly toss that in there and i might ruin something for you with saying this but the fact that it just like seems to not be an issue later on i just like It was That's just really so not. confusing. I was like, "Why do we need to throw this in there?" Like that was no, just it was... such a wild storyline. And again, it adds to like the unrealisticness of some parts of the show.
1: Yeah, it does. And but but there's a little bit of like uh like Landry becomes kind of like you know a hero for at least this this past episode that I've been watching. So like <laughs> you need a little bit of you know the duality of murderer but also hero so and and the murder is questionable too i don't know
0: the reality of murderer and hero. yeah you heard yeah. It here first i've never heard anybody talk like that but you know what that's that's the kind of content that you get here i guess
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's you have to watch you you know what i mean though you yeah oh two. yeah
0: 100 and so your honorary mention with smash williams any yeah. other honorary mentions
1: huh Lila Garrity I like Lila Garrity
0: I feel like my honorary mentions for people that I hate slash also simultaneously liked at the same time is Lila Garrity because she bothered the heck out of me throughout season one um especially with like I think it's like maybe a woman thing of how reliant she was on Jason for everything. I'm like, girl, he is now your entire world. Move on. like. And I have been rooting for Lila and Riggins since the whole affair. Okay. So
1: <laughs>
0: no, nice. so I was a fan, not, not of that situation, but uh, then being a real solid couple. So she will go into my hate slash loved, And she kind of continued that throughout the entire like rest of the seasons that I saw her in.
1: Yeah. I didn't love her in season one, but season two, she kind of like, you know, I I respect that she just kind of changed her life. So that's why she's in my honorable mentions.
0: 100%. We love that. Okay. Well, that's going to wrap up the top fives for that and the rest of the podcast, Patrick, thank you so much for coming on and joining me for a recap of big 10 football, basketball, and some Friday night lights fun. like it was different nice quick little episode um do you have any social media or any of your work that you want to plug
1: (laughs) yeah follow me on twitter at p underscore catazone um you could just i'm I'm sure i'll get tagged in a tweet or something so that's probably the best (laughs) way to follow me um because my last name is impossible to spell, and I just don't want to spell it
0: out. It's, it's definitely Sorry. not Calzone. It is Catazone. All right.
1: Catazone. There
0: and he also has his own podcast under the champagne room called Oski Talk that he produces and co hosts. So make sure you go listen to that for strictly Illinois related content because that is not something that I solely provide here. um and if you want to, while we're plugging social medias, if you want to follow me on Instagram at Mariah L. Guzman, I always post daily questions or you can go in there and ask a question right before I'm going to record a podcast. Usually they help me really sculpt the show because I see what people actually want to hear and want to know and want things to be talked about or discussed. If you want me to rip on a coach next week, I might do that because I feel like we've got a few in the big Ten we can rip on. Anyways, that's it for me. Thank you so much Patrick and I will see you guys next week on the next episode of I think next episode of Extra Points. <laughs> I just forgot the name of my own podcast. <laughs> Anyways guys, enjoy another great weekend of Big 10 football. I'll talk to you next week.